VoiceAmerica.com, your Internet talk leader. Welcome to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Vasily. We are coming to you live to bring you stories of people like you and me who are busting through to their unlimited possibilities. Right about now, you may be asking, what is crust? Crust is what keeps you stuck. It is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and thank you for joining us here for Magnificent Monday. Wow. Is anyone out there looking at the fog like I'm looking out the fog? It yeah, wasn't fog there. Horn. Do we have a foghorn? But I have to tell you what I'm seeing today. I'm seeing right through the fog. <laughs> I am Good. absolutely seeing through the fog today. You know, sometimes clarity isn't about what we can see with our eyes, don't you think, Benny? Absolutely. It's about what we feel in our hearts. Mm -hmm. At least I'm getting a, a lesson or what they would call a teaching in that. And so for me, it's not always, you know, the fog that, uh, you know, is out there. That's really not what's out there. We absolutely know what's out there and what's inside is absolutely, you know, divine perfection of who we are. And today is Monday, and let me talk a little bit about who our guest is here today and what the topic is today, and then we will pull our angel card before break. Mm -hmm. uh, today we have with us, uh, you know, Congressman Jim McDermott. And, uh, you know, let me just say a little bit about this. This is uh, an interview that he's doing with us here today. Uh, and I am Dr. Pat Basile, and we're doing cross-busting with Congressman Jim McDermott. And we're going to talk about the need for America to reach out to soldiers returning from the war in Iraq. And what I'm calling this segment is, uh, I'm calling it the Journey Home, Compassionate Care for Our Returning Soldiers. And we're going to hear from Congressman McDermott about that and also from uh, Steve Hunt, who is uh, Director of VA. But, you know, I want to say this. Uh, I don't know if you heard me last week, but uh, Congressman McDermott is, uh, uh, you know, began his career in public service uh, after his experience in treating veterans returning from the Vietnam War. I don't know how many people know about that, but I know I was around for Vietnam War. Benny, you may not have been. Nope, I was not. Okay. <laughs> but I know for some of us, we had people over there, uh, as I, I do now have friends over in Iraq. And uh, I want to just say that uh, Congressman McDermott was recently honored with the 2004 uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Distinguished Service Award by the University of Washington Medical School and Health Services Center. And uh, so in addition to talking about issues and uh, concerns and really what it is, what it means to have our soldiers returning, um, time permitting, I know my uncle is probably listening right now, we'll be talking about uh, health care and also something extremely pertinent to the state of Washington, and that is uh, unemployment benefits because, you know, we have, I believe, approximately 87, 86, 87,000 uh, people uh, that whose unemployment benefits will run out, or in they're in transition, or in transition. Right. But the official government term. Yes, Let's this is get true. down to it here. The yeah. official term that we're, you know, when we go for legislation and we say we'd like an extension of it, mm -hmm. the term is unemployment. Unemployment, right? And so you're right. We are in transition because always. Yes, that's what we hold for people mm -hmm. on this show. So that's what we're doing today, and we'll say more about that. I'm not going to take up a, a whole lot of your time before the break right now, but we have something to share with you. What today's angel card is, and I know so many of you listen and wait for that. Benny, what is it? Uh, actually, I was not given the angel card. I have the list of 
Does Linda? It see? was. No, wait, wait. It was. Here it comes. Oh, it's power. All right. Oh, okay. There it is. There we go. Okay. Let's flip to the little uh, description page here. Okay. Flipping around. I've got power. I've we got all power. have power. That's right. I've got power. Everybody's got power. We're going to hear some power today. Ooh, I hope so. The capacity to act on your awareness with loving discernment. That's right. Utilize loving is the key word there. That's right. Super loving. Mm -hmm. Utilize your resources to the fullest and create win-win experiences. That's right. And win -win. we're here to talk about win-win. Yes. Mm -hmm. I hope so. Okay. Should I read it one, one more time? time? All right. The capacity to act on your awareness with loving discernment. Utilize your resources to the fullest and create win-win experiences. And as I said, we are going to take a short break. And, and some of you have asked me to give out the call-in number immediately. And I am doing that. If you're living in the Seattle area and you have a pen in your hand, some of you have, have told me that you have it on speed dial. Uh, it is 425-373-5527. That's if you live in the Seattle area. Uh, 425-373-5527. Um, if you are listening and uh, it's kind of a long distance break, well, we have a toll-free solution for you. 1-888-298-5569. 1-888-298-5569. And if you are listening through the Internet, there's another way. But there's so many ways to get to us We have today. so many vehicles. It's, it's Absolutely. Just crazy. And that is live, L-I-V-E, at crustbusting.com. That's live at crustbusting.com. And so here we are. We're going to take a short break, and we will be back with Jim McDermott and Steve Hunt. Yes. We are really thrilled. And get ready for an invigorating conversation. This is the real deal. You're listening to me, Dr. Pat Basile, cross-busting your way to an awesome life, and... Producer Benny Mathers. Oh, we'll be right back. Searching for a sense of purpose in this crazy world? If so, then tune in to Meet the Challenge with James Long and Melissa Phelan every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. On the show, James and Melissa will discuss life planning and meeting the challenges we experience in each stage of our lives. They will also provide you real solutions from professional advisors and resources to address the issues that keep you up at night. Life is a series of transitions from one stage to another. Make those transitions smooth ones by tuning in to Meet the Challenge. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Ever wonder why some ideas make it from concept to reality, while other promising ideas just fizzle? Join us every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Invent the Future. You'll hear from investors who have created breakthroughs in their business and community. You'll learn about the newest ideas that are shaping success in the 21st century. And you'll hear from leaders who are creating the future with their novel approaches to management. Join Janice Maffei and Joanne Spigner from Vision First for Invent the Future, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on voiceamerica.com.
Join Susan Mavity, host of A Journey to Wellness, on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for the program that helps you discover the healing light within you and offers you tools to regain control over your own illness. Each week, Susan Mavity interviews teachers, healers, and authors who assist you in your own healing journey on all levels, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So tune in and call in to A Journey to Wellness with Susan Mavity on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. I went on a low-carb diet and lost 10 pounds, then gained it all back. I tried different diets, and in the long run, they caused me to gain weight. It's time to scrap the current healthy food and drink guidelines and get back to basics. Listen to Heart Smart Living with Heart Oldenburg every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Heart will debunk current dieting myths and show you the key to living a healthy and fulfilling life while enjoying the foods you love. Be happy, be healthy. Listen to Heart Smart Living with Heart Oldenburg every Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on voiceamerica.com, the world leader in Internet talk radio. Informative, entertaining, and educational talk www.voiceamerica.com Come find out what you've been missing. Thank you, Christina Aguilera. And I asked <laughs> Benny to play that song for, very, for, for, for this show because this is not what we want for our returning soldiers. We want each and every person that is coming home, regardless of what your view is around the war, to get the care that they want, to know that they are beautiful in each and every day, in each and every way. And, and we, I want to really thank you, Congressman McDermott, uh, for joining uh, me today on this show to talk about a number of issues but they're really heart-opening issues and to raise our level of awareness of you know pending issues regarding the return of soldiers and health care and other things so thank you and welcome to the show it's good to be here you know let me ask you this question uh, because I, I know for me I've done a lot of reading since I found out you were going to be on the show but one of the things is I am so struck by the issue of returning soldiers I just don't have a sense of the magnitude of this issue would you share with our listeners what that is well, um, I was a psychiatrist in the uh, Vietnam War taking care of people coming back at Long Beach. And so I saw what happens when people come home. Mm. And be, our office began to get calls uh, recently, not just from people coming home, but from people from other wars. So this is not affecting just people coming back from Iraq, but it's also stirring up the memories and all the problems of people who have served in other wars for us. Mm -hmm. We, between the, in the next uh, few months, in the first four months of this year, somewhere between 200 and 250,000 uh, soldiers, uh, including 120,000 reservists, will be returned to the United States. Now, uh, 60,000 of them, about half of those mm -hmm. coming home, uh, will be 
demobilized, and 55,000 demobilized reservists will transition into active du- from active duty into the VA in the next six months. Mm-hmm. So there's a massive influx of people coming home. In Vietnam, they came home one at a time or yes. two at a time. Okay. Mm-hmm. This time they're coming home in big numbers. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea uh, of that. And, you know, uh, the, what, the concern, I guess, is, you know, I don't know how many people know, you know, the magnitude or really the essence of what you've just said. And you're right, having been through the Vietnam War as well, uh, it was sort of one or two. Now we're talking hundreds of thousands of people returning home. Some folks, as you mentioned, were in the reserves and are coming home. Is America prepared for this? Well, I think we're struggling. I mean, the fact that we're on the air with you and that Dr. Hunt is uh, working at the VA hospital trying to prepare means that some people understand the nature of the problem. I think uh, we've had family and friends of people serving overseas have come into my office and asked what they could do. Mm-hmm. So there are some groups that are becoming aware of this, but I think the larger public has really no idea of what the magnitude of this kind of impact is going to be on our society. I, I, you know, I tell you that when I, I read through some of the statistics that you talked about in the State of the Union uh, speech that you gave, and I, I read through some of the statistics, and I really got a sense of sort of beyond the medical issue and the fact that, you know, 9.2 American soldiers are wounded in Iraq each day, what I got the sense of what, you know, what they're observing over there, um, and I really didn't have that sense. For example, I think you talked about the fact that so far 16,000 Iraqis have been killed and then, you know, 10,000 civilians. Someone is over there looking at that, and I would imagine that is our troops. Yes, and in many cases, it's our troops who are involved in the actions in which these people are killed. And, uh, you know, they're doing their duty. I'm not for yes. one second detect, detracting from that. But the fact is that uh, many of these people uh, are suddenly taken from a job as a clerk or a fireman mm-hmm. in uh, Seattle and suddenly wound up over there with a gun in their hand mm-hmm. and shooting uh, to protect themselves and others, uh, civilians and this impact, this post-traumatic stress disorder impact, mm-hmm. is going to be enormous, in my view, because it's a guerrilla warfare now where you don't know where the enemy is. I mean, mm-hmm. you're driving down the road and a bomb blows up. Mm-hmm. It's, you can't see the enemy anyplace. They're not massed anywhere. You can't make airstrikes on them. So these kids are under tremendous, not all kids either, they're under real stress uh, of a continuous un breaking nature, and suddenly they come home and all this stuff is going to come pouring out of them. Mm -hmm. You know, that is such a good point because, you know, I sat there preparing for this and reading the very informative information that was given to me, and I was struck by the fact that the individual that was working with me and helped me design my websites is no longer here now, and he is abroad. And, you know, how, and what does that mean to him when he comes home? And this discussion we're having is really, isn't it to really raise our level of awareness and consciousness around this issue? That's my hope. I I think you have to, I mean, you know, you know, it's this guy who's working with you. He went over there. He's now had these horrendous experiences. Mm -hmm. When he comes back, who is there that is going to meet him and say, sit down, I want to hear exactly what happened to you. Tell me how it was. And most people are not going to do that. What happened after the Vietnam War was that most of these guys came back with PTSD, Mm -hmm. and nobody wanted to hear from them what they'd been involved in. Mm -hmm. 
and finding somebody or some situation where they can feel comfortable in sharing the anguish and the anger and the sadness and depression and all of what comes from this kind of experience and the bad dreams and all of all of what they go through uh, is very difficult and it's important for us to recognize they are going through it even though they put a good face on mm -hmm. that there has to be some understanding on the part of Americans that these people were not just over there in some kind of standard warfare they were they were involved in daily uh, assaults on them from the most uh, unlikely sources i mean when when young men and women are willing to strap a bomb around themselves and walk into mm -hmm. a room uh, you have got a, a a situation where who can you trust mm. Well, I can tell you this from my perspective, and since uh, you know we've known that you've been coming on the show, we've been talking to our listener group, I, I can tell you this, that when my, my friend Tom returns home, I am going to have that conversation with him, and I am certainly going to make myself available to have that conversation with any uh, 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 returning soldier that comes back to our state, and I, will, and I will make sure my commitment is to make sure that the resources at least that come through my show are available to these folks. And I'm really talking, you know, not just about the conversation, but if there's spiritual uh, aspects of what they need and, you know, alternative aspects of what they need. Uh, this is a conversation, and I hope we call it a progressive conversation. You know, let me take a, let's take a short break right now, Congressman McDermott. When we come back, I would like to talk more about uh, what we're really talking about in magnitude. Beyond the individual soldiers, there are other people like me who have friends there, and really some specific aspects of, uh, you know, uh, what, what folks are experiencing. So would you hold on, stay tuned with sure. us, and we'll be right back. Join sales executive Scotty and Teresa for Sales Talk every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 Eastern. It's the fun venue to facilitate business growth and increase revenue through sales execution. Tune in to hear interviews with nationally known sales experts and authors. We will explore the critical challenges that the salespeople and sales leaders face in today's turbulent economy. Listen and have your pressing sales issues answered. We walk the walk and talk the talk. You'll laugh a little and learn a lot. Join us Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific here on Voice America. New technology products emerge every day into the marketplace. Find out the benefits, challenges, and opportunities they present by listening to the Invention and Innovation Hour every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. Hosted by Tom O'Neill and Carol Ann Dykes, the Invention and Innovation Hour will welcome expert guests in exciting fields and will focus on the ever-evolving world of technology. Get the latest tech news right here by listening to the Invention and Innovation Hour with Tom O'Neill and Carol Ann Dykes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com. Hi, it's Sky and Denny. Come be a fly on the wall every Thursday at 1 p.m. And you're a guest at Sky and Denny's Cocktail Hour. Hop in to meet the inner circle of business experts, self-help advisors, celebrities, and other fascinating guests as they share their secrets for personal, business, and financial success. Our inside tips will help you be more successful in starting or running a business. 
please join us for the Cocktail Hour every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you just seen a good movie? Have you just seen a bad movie? Whatever the case may be, join Elmer and Jessica on the Out and About Hour, sponsored by Grand Cinemas, every Saturday at 3 Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com, your Internet talk leader. great to have someone to lean on, isn't it? That's what we're talking about here today. And joining us today uh, is Congressman Jim McDermott, uh, the 7th District Washington Democrat here. We're honored to have you here, Congressman McDermott. But in addition to that, we are uh, thrilled to have with us here today Dr. Stephen Hunt, he, who is the medical director of the Deployment Health Clinic at the VA. And we are uh, engaging in a discussion in a, in a segment that I am calling The Journey Home, Compassionate Care for Our Returning Soldiers. And now I'd like to open that up, returning soldiers and also their family and friends. Dr. Hunt, thank you for joining us today. Let me ask this question, uh, and before I do so, let me give out the number for people to call or email uh, if you have questions or comments, 425-373-5527 and 1-888-298-5569 if you're uh, out of the area, that's toll free. And you could also email me at live at crustbusting.com. Let's talk about some of the specifics we're talking about, but also something you said during the break. This is not like something that's going to happen down the road. We're, this is happening now. That's right, Pat. And the first thing I wanted to say was I'm just so pleased that we're having this uh, conversation. And um, I think it's very, very important that the public is educated about the needs of veterans that are returning and uh, also what services are available to them. And also, Congressman McDermott, I think it's uh, terrific that, uh, that you're uh, participating and in initiating this kind of a, a discussion at this point also. Um, going off to war is a life-changing experience for people. Um, invariably, it changes people's lives, and often there'll be significant health consequences of going off to war as well. And we've learned a lot at the VA over the years. The, the VA was actually originally uh, instituted to, uh, and this is a quote from Abraham Lincoln, to, to care for him or her who shall have borne the battle, and for his widow or widower and his orphan or her orphan. Mm -hmm. And so the VA is really set up to take care of veterans and their health needs. Uh, we've learned over the years, and Congressman McDermott uh, mentioned about folks coming back from Vietnam, it took us many, many years before we were able to provide the types of re resources that people were needing, particularly relative to post-traumatic stress disorder, mm -hmm. PTSD. Mm -hmm. And we learned from that experience. And then the Gulf War, uh, Operation Desert Shield and Desert Storm came along, and we realized that there were unique health concerns of that group. And it took us a while to uh, kind of catch up with uh, their needs. And uh, what we've tried to do over the past decade is prepare ourselves for returning uh, uh, military personnel so mm -hmm. that we're ready to take care of them the minute they come back. And uh, we feel like we have a clinic set up and a, and a structure set up both in the VA here, uh, VA Puget Sound, and also nationally to take care of these veterans the minute they get back. Wow. So, you know, this is really uh, learning from 
you know, our, our history, so to speak, and really taking action, because that's what we talk about on the show. It's really about taking action and knowing that, you know, we see something coming and preparing for it. Exactly. Um, what, you know, uh, what are some of the spe specific things that we're talking about in terms of our returning soldiers? And then the question that, I, that it comes up for me, and I know uh, for our listener group, is, you know, how can we get involved in this as a community? I can tell you about my experience up at Walter Reed. You know, I went to medical school, and uh, I never saw a case of leishmaniasis. Now, most Americans have never heard of such a disease. Uh, it uh, comes from the bite of the sand fly and uh, affects either your skin or your blood. It uh, makes their blood, you can't donate blood because it's, a, it's an infection that uh, doesn't show immediately sometimes. There, and Walter Reed has a whole rash of those cases, and a lot of those people who come home may not even have symptoms. So, in fact, physicians dealing with them may not, unless somebody says, were you in uh, Iraq recently, even think about the fact that they've got leishmaniasis. So there are all kinds of things about this uh, mm -hmm. that go beyond the obvious amputations or the post-traumatic. And I want to say one other thing about Dr. Hunt's clinic. One of the problems we've had in all wars is when guys come home or women come home, they want out. They want to go home. They want to normalize as quick as possible. Yeah. So when they give them the form and say, do you have any problems, most are, it's a real tendency to not fill it out and say what's bothering you. If you figure, well, I, I can handle it. I want to go home. Why should I get myself with a something on my sheet here that will put me in a medical hold? Mm -hmm. There's a real dilemma for, for servicemen coming home and, and people recognizing when their members, their friends, their loved ones come home that they may have done that when they left the military. They may have had something bothering them, but they wouldn't talk about it because they wanted to come home. Right, and you know that—that's kind of like you—you uh, you make that decision, and I—I I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's kind of the question of you know if I say too much about what's really going on for me, then I won't get what I ultimately want right here in the short run, and that's really to be reunited yes. with my family, friends, and you know to really get back to work, so to speak. That's a very important point, and one of the uh, messages that we want to get out to people, to veterans and veterans' families and, and anyone that knows veterans, is that when you come back from a, a combat deployment, uh, you need to be evaluated, mm -hmm. and uh, they do have an evaluation when they leave the military, but we're saying you also need to come into the VA, you need to uh, uh, at least have a baseline evaluation, even if you're not having problems, and that way also you have a foot in the door at the VA and you can be followed up uh, over the years should you develop problems mm -hmm. uh, that could be related to the deployment. One thing that happened with Gulf War veterans was uh, it was uh, we didn't have a s kind of specialized follow-up uh, protocol in place when they returned and we realized you know something we really need it and uh, I've been on a task force a joint DOD VA task force to try to develop uh, a protocol for evaluating uh, veterans coming back from combat deployments and we uh, really urge all veterans to come in for this evaluation okay but if they don't come in then that's just a choice that they'll make at that particular point in time and you know it, you know here I am I'm coming back and I choose you know not to to really, well, maybe I'm not aware. I mean, isn't it true that we come back, we think we're great, we're ready to go, and then we go, and then we come back, and here it is, you know, this is the world, and maybe we don't see it the way we saw it before, and, you know, the, the issues and, you know, what's going on inside us may not come up right away. What do we do in that case? What can folks do in that case? 
Well, one thing it's important for people to know that the VA is always there, and the clinic uh, clinics are always there. And these veterans coming back now from Iraq, uh, they have uh, priority care for two years. Any mm -hmm. anyone involved in combat deployment, they have first priority care at the VA, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we really encourage people to uh, to take advantage of that. The other thing is that there are many other resources that people need when they return from combat, um, in addition to simply health care, right. physical health care, mental health care, often there are family issues that mm -hmm. come up, marital issues that come up, job, uh, returning to jobs maybe that aren't there, or people need job retraining and so on, and, mm -hmm. and there, there are benefits available to veterans that often they don't know about, and so we really, it's, it's so important that veterans either educate themselves or if you know veterans, uh, assist them in learning about the uh, benefits that are available to them. Steve raises another issue there that I okay. think is very important to think about for reservists. Mm -hmm. uh, I did a uh, retirement ceremony for a young man in my district who'd been in the reserves for 20 years, and uh, they had been deployed. And I said to him, uh, how many people didn't have a job when they came back? He said, 25% of the people in my unit had jobs when they left, and when they got back, they weren't there. Mm -hmm. And that kind of thing, having come back and having served a year and then, or a year and a half or whatever on some of these extended uh, uh, enlistments, you wind up with people coming back then to a place where they don't have a way to make a living. That's right. And that may, that's another stress that I think we need to pay attention to and realize what that really does to, to somebody who's gone out, given their best, done what their country asked them, and then come home to nothing. Well, and particularly with this current deployment, because there are mu there's a much higher percentage of reservists uh, involved, and there were another 3,600 members of the uh, 81st Armored Brigade that were deployed yesterday out mm -hmm. of Fort Lewis. And uh, I, th I believe it's up to 30% or higher, per uh, the, the folks that are actually in uh, Iraq at this uh, point. Didn't uh, we talk about reservists. a number like 150,000? Did we, did we mention that? Did I make that up here, Congressman McDermott? 120,000 okay. uh, reservists have been involved. I was down at that deployment at at uh, at the Tacoma Dome and kept thinking to myself, I wonder how many of these people are going to come back without a job and how many of them are going to come back injured uh, because, you know, they're just ordinary folks from the state who've been doing something else and their country calls and so they go. Yeah, that's right. And... and <laughs> You're talking about something that's also very near and dear to our listeners, and that is, you know, I know something that you have really been an advocate for, and, you know, we're talking about unemployment, and that is a term, you know, that my listeners like me to call it transition. I'll call it transition, generally speaking, but we really are talking about unemployment, because around unemployment, we're talking about unemployment benefits, which is a critical issue for our state. Mm -hmm. I know the state of Washington. And, um, you know, I'd like to talk to you a little bit later about that and hear your view on that as a follow-up. And I know our listeners would like to hear more about that. Right now, though, I, I'm, I've got a question around funding. I mean, are we financially prepared to do what I'm calling this segment, actually, uh, compassionate care for our returning soldiers and family? What's the funding looking well, like? <laughs> In a, in a rather uh, brave political act, in my view, uh, the Secretary of the Veterans Administration, Mr. Principi, says that he's a billion and a half short. And uh, usually you're not supposed to second-guess the president's budget when he's your president. But I think that the question of having adequate resources is clearly uh, one that is going to be debated in the Congress. I mm -hmm. think the president has not asked for next enough money. I think the Congress isn't going to put up with that. I think we will find money somewhere mm -hmm. to make sure that 
we have adequate resources. It, it It's simply not fair to send somebody over there with a promise that you'll be taken care of, and when you come back, say to them, well, we ran a little short on money. You'll have to wait six months or whatever to get your care. That's not uh, we can't allow that to happen. Well, we're already saying we read a little short on jobs. Yes, and we, and we what what is happening? I think Dr. Hunt can probably speak to is the fact that as all these people come back from um, from Iraq and are given priority care, that means some people inside the Veterans Administration are bumped down to the bottom of the line, oh. and so some people who are. are eligible for some kind of benefits at the VA are having a very difficult time. So mm. it isn't just affecting mm. the people who have gone to Iraq, but it's affecting the whole system because you have this whole flood of people coming in that the system has to absorb, and that's going to cause some dislocations. Mm. There are more and more people using the VA system for a number of reasons, mm -hmm. like uh, Cong Congressman McDermott says. Uh, another one is that uh, people in the in the population at large that lose their jobs or insurance or whatever are, are, are in veterans are increasingly coming to the VA. Mm -hmm. uh, and VA healthcare has really uh, improved uh, significantly as the years have gone by. It's a very good healthcare system at this point, and so we are seeing more and more veterans. We 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 want folks to know, though, that uh, we do have resources in place. Uh, at this point, for folks coming back from Iraq, so uh, be sure that uh, be sure that people uh, use them. I do have a couple numbers that I'd like to give later Thank on you. too, and that's yeah. well. Let's give them now, and then let's give them again later. We have uh, we've we've created a clinic uh, here at uh, VA Puget Sound that's specifically oriented towards taking care of individuals coming back from combat deployments or coming back from Iraq. Uh, the number for contact person for that clinic is two zero six seven six four two six three six. That's 206-764-2636, and that's Lee Hayes. She's the coordinator of that clinic. And also there's a national number for people uh, outside of the area, 877-222-VETS, uh, V-E-T-S. That's 877-222-8387. So, again, whether you're a veteran, family member, you know, uh, mm -hmm. find out what uh, sorts of benefits are available. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want to ask this question uh, to both of you because I've talked about uh, your coming on the show today. And I am, you know, I am really, you know, this show is about really helping people help themselves. I mean, you know, we call this show crust busting. And basically the idea is that, you know, we're all perfect and whole inside. Every soldier over there is. But sometimes we have these layers, these beliefs that would prevent us from living the lives that we want. So what I'm called to ask right now is what do we do about this as a community? How can we get involved as a community, as friends, as family, you know, our spiritual congregations, as metaphysical people? And we had the show, Contact Talk Radio, that was on before us, you know, talking about this. How can we help? How can we step up to help in a way that would facilitate the success of this. What are your thoughts? Well, from my side, um, I think that not only, you know, sort of on the individual basis uh, from the family and so forth, I mean, people have got to be aware. But I think beyond that, um, there there are things like the churches mm -hmm. and uh, peace groups. I mean, yeah. groups like Snow in Seattle have been very active. Yeah. Um, I think that those kinds of groups can... Um, begin to, to talk to the Veterans Administration and talk to uh, places like that where they can find places where they can do the kind of thing 
that will be helpful. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it may be having a potluck uh, in your backyard or a, or a barbecue uh, for the reserves that are re uh, returning from in your neighborhood or from your company. Mm -hmm. I and mean, I think companies that have had, you know, two, three, four, five people go, it would be wonderful to have a barbecue and say, welcome home to Joe, Tom, Sally, and Dick, and, and let them know mm -hmm. that there's a recognition. I, the, the horrible thing about Vietnam was the sense that when these kids came home, they would get discharged in Long Beach and walk out on the street and people would spit on them or, or make fun of them or call them baby killers. They were treated mm -hmm. terribly because of the tremendous turmoil over the rightness or wrongness or whatever of the war. Mm -hmm. That must not happen this time. No. I and that'll be done, that'll be corrected by groups thinking about what would I feel like if I came back? And I actually asked myself that question, and I want to say this. I, am, I would be willing to start what we call crust-busting circles in the Seattle area, uh, given that the, you know, the space is made available and we can go in, uh, create these circles for people that are coming back so they have a place to come to share in privacy and confidentiality and what we call sacred space for them. And so, you know, I can talk to you more about that, but I certainly would be willing to give my time to do that. I think I would be talking to the reserve units that are uh, over there and are coming back. I mean, these groups, they know who's coming back, and, and you can, you know, find out who they are and where they're going. And, and, and as I went, I went down to the Tacoma Dome because I wanted to, them to know that even though I, I don't agree with the war, I, I still think... I'm putting them in harm's way, and I have a responsibility to do the very best I can by them. Yes. And I think that one can, one can go to the reserve units and find out when they're mm -hmm. coming home and what kind of events Good. there are and so forth and be helpful in that way. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because really this conversation is beyond whether or not uh, you or me or anyone else believes in the war. I mean, these are human beings, and what we talk about here is absolutely looking the, uh, into the eyes of another individual with nothing but love, and that's really what we're talking about. We have a caller. I'd like to bring the caller on right now. Who do we have? We have uh, Jane. Jane. Hi, yes. Jane. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Um, I just had uh, a comment that I wanted to, to say, if, if I may. Yes. Um, I, I just want to thank um, Congressman McDermott for addressing this at this issue and also for Dr. Hunt for coming on, on this show because I just feel so strongly that... It's another closet, and for people to be able to speak their truth, I think what, what struck me so so strongly in my heart when, when I listened to uh, what you said, um, Congressman McDermott, was this whole thing about being able to tell your story, that you've been through such an amazing slash horrendous experience. I mean, I can't even imagine. Um, but to be able to come back and to be able to tell it so that it can begin its own integration in yourself, that you don't become invisible to a part of your life because you sense there is no place to tell that story. I was so struck by the compassion of just putting it out there that if, if any of us can be there in that place of, of witnessing a person's story, there, there is a, it's a coming back home to, to your own self inside, which I can only imagine might begin that process of um, a belief in hope again or a belief in reestablishing your life in a new way. And, and, and so I call it a closet. 
um, because I've never heard it told in, in that way before to the public, and I appreciate that, that so much um, because I know I've always appreciated when someone's been able to, to listen to me, but to bring it out at that level that it's such an essential component to, to health, to um, getting recharged in your own life and knowing that it can go on or, or whatever it touches, I just, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for saying what you did, and I'm, and I'm thrilled to hear about, I mean, I'm ignorant. I'm thrilled to know what's at the level of the VA uh, organization and Puget Sound and, and nationally, and that how much there is done to each time that we've experienced war and then trying to figure out what those ramifications are, but especially the ramifications that, that hit our soul collectively and individually. And um, so I'm just very, very grateful that you both are on the air. Thank you very much. Wow. Thank you, Jane. Oh Thanks, gosh. Jane. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Jane. Uh, Jane, are you still there? I'm still here. Oh, great. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm just pulling myself together. But I'm, go I'm going to get off the air so I can let someone else call in. But okay. anyway, just many, many thanks to the two of you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. The thing that's very striking to me about Jane's comment is that we work very hard at the VA. I, I personally work hard. The, the, the other clinicians that I work with, uh, everyone is, is working very hard to try to be ready to help folks out. And, but the idea that this is not just a problem of the returning veteran, mm -hmm. it's not just a problem of the VA, it's not just a problem of their families, it's really our problem. It's really uh, all of us uh, that, in a sense, are responsible and need to respond in a way that, that helps people to reintegrate themselves into a healthy, uh, functional full life uh, mm -hmm. after after being off uh, off to war. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think that's you know my own experience. I mean, when 9/11 happened, uh, I began to realize I was having post-traumatic mm -hmm. symptoms of restlessness and difficulty mm -hmm. in sleeping and obsessional ideas about this kind of stuff. And I mean, I was in the middle of it in Washington D.C. And when I realized that I was, I started talking to my colleagues about it. And suddenly I found out all these people who were having the same thing. And it is not abnormal to have a reaction, a strong reaction to a traumatic situation. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I mean, I, my real, what got me started thinking about this was the phone calls that are coming to my office from Vietnam veterans, people 55, mm -hmm. 59 years old, calling in and telling their story and and how upset they've gotten again and you think well my god that was 1971 why are you still well the fact is that it's pretty normal mm. to have it reawakened the fact that it was you managed to deal with it and you've gotten through your life then something horrendous like this happens to our society again and it digs it all up so it's it is really i think uh important for us to understand that the best solution for all these people coming back is don't bury it. Mm. Thank Get you. it out there. And Thank there's you help so out there and, yeah. and, and come uh, use the resources. And you know, we have a fabulous community here in the state of Washington. Mm -hmm. Amazing community. And uh, I know that there are people listening that if you listen to Jane's comment, I know for me it's regular. It's it's a regular event for me to pull out the Kleenex because it is so compelling, and it is heartfelt and compassionate. And that's really what we're talking about today, is a, you know how can each and you know each and every one of us you know 
dig deep in our souls to find a way to really help with this journey home. And you're right about uh, you know tr post-traumatic stress disorder because when I started to think about this discussion and I got the talking points, having been through Vietnam and really watched uh, some very family and friends and come home and what the agonizing and still talking about it year, years later the there was this was a definitely a burning question I love Jane's term closet because it, this is something that has to come out of the closet mm -hmm. we're not talking about this very much you know uh, we I don't think we're talking about the fact that you know we've had 500 plus people die and yet have seen any photographs of that or have gotten sort of you know any any attention on you know recognition and compassion for that this is just one other leg of it let's uh, let's take a short break right now I want to give out this number again uh, local 425-373-5527 and toll-free at 1-888-298-5569 and when we come back congressman McDermott uh, and uh, Dr. Hunt, I would, I'd like to have a conversation, if you will, about the the state of health care in general. Uh, I know that uh, that's come up. I've got an email right here about it. And if you're willing to stay with us for a few minutes, I'd love to hear your view. I know you're doing so much regarding that issue. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Another day. Just believe. Another day. Hi, this is Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living. Tune in Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific for the program that brings you practical, inspiring, and positive principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Each week, my guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call into Positive Living on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific right here on voiceamerica.com. Every year, over one million marriages end in divorce. Divorce Talk is the only radio program focusing on the subject of divorce. Hosted by Carl Palatnik, president of DivorceInteractive.com, Divorce Talk features guests from a variety of divorce-related fields who will discuss and field questions on a multitude of subjects. Tune in every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time for this informative and thought-provoking program right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Spirits Rising with Linda Reed and Joy Del Giudice is a show dedicated to exploring and reporting on the intuitive arts, healing, and the rising emphasis on personal spiritual pursuits. Heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, Spirits Rising will report on the latest breakthroughs in long-distance healing, meditation, and sound therapy. We will also provide information for those curious about metaphysics, things beyond what we can see, feel, or touch. So whether it's meditation, angels, UFOs, or an interest in developing the intuitive side of your life, listen to Spirits Rising with Linda Reed and Joy Del Giudice every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time right here on voiceamerica.com. Did you know that who you are and how you feel can be determined by your handwriting? It's true. And on As I See It with Ron Rice, he'll prove it. Heard every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. As I See It, we'll discuss how profiling handwriting can do everything from matchmaking to solving crimes. 
Ron will show you how to detect temper, love, and jealousy in the written word, as well as have discussions on some of the most famous letters of all time, such as the John Bonet Ramsey ransom note. This show is interactive, so you can send us handwriting samples to have analyzed on the air. The written word is a powerful thing. Find out how powerful by listening to As I See It every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on voiceamerica.com. Informative, entertaining, and educational talk. www.voiceamerica.com. Come find out what you've been missing. Dr. Pat Basile, I'm here with a uh, very special guest, Congressman Jim McDermott, and uh, also this amazing gentleman to the right of me right here, um, you know, Dr. Uh, Steve Hunt, and his, the, the job that he's doing with the VA, and boy, you really have a lot on your plate, and you're taking action already, and I want to really honor you and thank you for doing that. Thank well, you so much. Thank you, Pat. And my work reflects what goes uh, on at the VAs around the country day in and day out, and I'm happy mm. to represent that. Well, you're pretty awesome. We have a caller, I think. Yeah, let's go and take You're it. awesome, too, Congressman McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you. Okay. We have a caller? Yes. All right, who do we have? I think it's, uh, is it Linoa? Oh, okay. Is that right? Is it Linda? Oh, Linoa. Linda. Linda. Hi, Linda. That's a Hi. Hi, where are you calling from? New Jersey. Okay, well, welcome to the show. You have a question, comment? Um, well, I have a question. Um, I, I helped my mother with her all her medical bills, and I know that there was a lot of talk about Medicare. And I guess I would like to know what um, has actually been approved with Medicare and what changes there are. Well, uh, Linda, that's a subject probably of a whole program, <laughs> but um, there there have been some minor changes in the in the basic Medicare program. Nothing that are, it's going to be affected right away, mm -hmm. except for uh, the pharmaceutical benefit, which is in place beginning in 2006. Um, the only thing that's going to happen in the very near future is the uh, institution of discount cards, which mm -hmm. apparently are going to come out sometime in, in the spring or early summer, and uh, they will allow people to get some help with the price of their pharmaceuticals. But otherwise... The, the basic uh, program is pretty much the same as it has been. It's really for the future, for the next four or five years down the road that they were making changes. Mm -hmm. Okay, then you're talking about me um, yes. in, in the future. <laughs> um, do, you see, do you see this affecting us a lot in the future? For, I mean, I'm retired, and I, my medical benefits at work keep changing every single year, mm. which drives me crazy because I never know what I have to pay, and each year it gets a little bit more. And I'm not even sure if they're going to discontinue it. So I'm thinking about, okay, Medicare coming, and then what's going to happen to me, or am I going to have nothing? Well, my view is that uh, one of the changes we made was, was a bad one, and that is I really don't think that um, putting people with essentially a voucher, uh, if I give you $5,000 or whatever and say go out and find yourself a health care uh, insurance plan, you are in a situation where um, if you're in good health, that may be pretty good. You can probably get a pretty good plan, but if you're not, 
uh, it is going to be very unfair and uneven across the country. And I'm, I really want a program that is a guaranteed set of benefits for all Americans all across the country. I think that's the only fair way and it's the only comprehensive way because none of us know what our circumstance is going to be. Mm. Right yeah. now I'm in pretty good health. My mother, who's still alive, is 94, uh, and she's in pretty good health, actually. Mm-hmm. But you, you never know about tomorrow. And so there's no way that individually we can take care of ourselves or even our families. I mean, some families have a little extra money, some don't. Right. So if you have to fall back on your family rather than on the collective pool of all the seniors in the country, um, I think that, that there's going to be a lot of people fall through the cracks in that, and I'm, I will continue to fight to make one program with one set of guaranteed benefits, like the VA. There's no reason why every senior citizen in this country can't have what every veteran is entitled to. And I think that's the way to deal with these issues collectively. Sounds good to me. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. How's New Jersey? Oh, we lost Linda. I'm from New Jersey, so I wanted to get a get a read on that. <laughs> well, you know, I ha- if I don't ask this question, I am going to be in serious trouble, Congressman McDermott, from my uncle. Uh, and, and that is, what is the state of health care, universal health care? Uh, he is, my uncle, my uncle Al, has been following your story. As a matter of fact, he sent me a, a tape the other day where on the radio in like 1994, he uh, is quoting you. So I think, you know, what is the state of universal health care? The latest number I read was, what do we have, 46 million people without uh, insurance? Yes. Is that, yes. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Well, <clears throat> I think Dr. Hunt gave you already a hint. Uh, more and more people are in trouble and are looking for some way to deal with it, and that's why the veterans uh, system is having an increased uh, usage by people who previously were covered by their job or whatever. Um, the the problem built up to such a level that in 94, the Clintons tried to do something about it. It didn't get through the Congress. But uh, 10 years later, we're no, in fact, we're worse off than mm-hmm. we were then. And I think there's going to be a push in the next Congress uh, to do something about dealing with the unemployed, uh, the the uninsured, mm-hmm. particularly those people between 65 and 50. I mean, if you get laid off or are, get an early retirement, the thing you worry about most mm-hmm. is how am I going to cover my health care benefits if companies are now cutting people off mm-hmm. and there I have to wait to 65 to get on Medicare. I personally think that as a first step, if nothing else. We've got to make it possible for people above the age of 50 to buy into Medicare themselves mm-hmm. uh, and get into the system. I just think that um, it, is a, it is a horrible thing to have worked your whole life, educated your kids, got a little bit set aside for your retirement, and then get an illness and be wiped out. The yeah. second largest cause of, of personal bankruptcies in this country is medical bills. I just read your statistic on bankruptcies. That is amazing. Yeah. That's an amazing number. What was it? One point. One point two last year. One point two. I I I, I I'm I'm actually speechless. Um, are you know? Let me ask this follow-up question around unemployment, since you did you did mention that. Uh, where's the uh, Where's the extension? <laughs> How are we? Well, doing? I <laughs> I don't. Um, again, the subject for a long. It certainly but is. It is uh, the the. Bottom line is this, uh, there are going to be another 80,000 people in the state of Washington in the next six months who lose their benefits, and we have $20 billion sitting in the fund, 
And uh, I guess you could just say to him, well, I'm sorry, tough luck. Um, hold your breath till you get, uh, till you get your, uh, your job, your next mm -hmm. job. But right now the job production is so low mm. that uh, I think that it's <clears throat> really uh, very poor public policy to drive people into poverty. Mm -hmm. People lose their houses. Uh, you know, they manage to get started on a house, and they just can't make the payments after they lose their unemployment. Well, uh, now they're out in the street, and they're in worse shape, and they can't help their kids and so forth. I, I think there's going to be a big run in the next three months. We'll get that extension of benefits. Thank you so much, because I know that you're right there really looking out for that in this state and, and broader than this state. And you're absolutely right. I think I read somewhere that we have really the number of new jobs is what, did you say, 1,000? Well, in December, 20, they, 20 they put the original state? figure out was 1,000 jobs nationwide. Yes. That's, that's 20 per state. Yes, that's what I hear. 20 You've got 300,000 people state. unemployed in this state. Uh, 20 jobs isn't very much. Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining joining me today. Thank you so much. I know you're getting ready to to jump on a on a plane, and I so appreciate you sharing this. And as Jane would say, really taking this out of the closet. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much, Dr. Hunt, for coming here and uh, really letting us know, and and both of you for making us more consciously aware of the situation, the journey home, so that we can each and every one of us open our hearts and be compassionate for our returning soldiers in whatever way calls to you. We're not telling folks how to do that right here in the show, but you, our listeners will know how to do that. We have an amazing amazing group of listeners. So again, thank you so much, Congressman McDermott. Have a great flight, okay. great trip, and I will try to venture down to give you a hug personally. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank Steve, you. For, for today, Steve will get that. Okay. Thank <laughs> you, Thanks Congress. for inviting me. Thank, thank you, you so much. Bye. Thanks, Pat. And Dr. Pat, uh, Dr. Hunt, you had some uh, information really fast? Yes. Oh, yes, yeah, a website, uh, uh, www.puget-sound.med. .va.gov. That's www.puget-sound.med.va.gov. And there's a link there to the Deployment Health Clinic. It'll tell you all about what we have uh, in place for veterans returning from Iraq. Mm -hmm. That's yes, bad. thank you so much. And I want to say this once again very quickly. This is not a show about whether you believe in the war in Iraq, whether you're for it or against it. And uh, those of you that listen to this show regularly know that what we do on this show is open our hearts and our minds to the possibility of looking at each and every individual in this world with love. And it doesn't stop at the place of our soldiers. Um, so please hold this thought today, compassion for returning uh, soldiers and their family and their friends and so many people that have been touched and affected uh, by this war. So until tomorrow, you're listening with, to me, Dr. Pat Basile, cross-busting UA to an awesome life. The sidekick producer, Benny Mathers. And again, thank you, Congressman McDermott and Dr. Hunt, for in I know I'm informed. Thank you again. Thank you for joining us today for Crust Busting with Dr. Pat Casilli. Crust Busting with Dr. Pat can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com. For a copy of today's program or to learn more about Crust Busting, visit www.crustbusting.com.